everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Anime Limited All the Anime podcast. Coming to you today from what is at this moment in time beautiful, sunny, but a little bit cloudy Glasgow, Scotland. Welcome to the office studio. I am Jeremy Graves, and today I am joined by. Me. <laughs> oh, that'd be Keith, yeah. Hello. And me. I think you'll find me was the one point of that. No. And cat, me. Me too! <laughs> Jessica. Me four, because I don't like going two to three is right out. And who are you for anyone who's joining us for the first time? No one of importance. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. As you can see today, we have a squad. Oh yeah, we're back oh, to yeah, A yeah, squad. Yeah, back yeah, to yeah, A yeah. squad in the office. Yeah, yeah. we had a disintegrated last week, didn't we? Well, uh, like, I always assume when you say that though, A squad in quotation marks. There <laughs> is a squad of people that happen to be in the same room. Notionally fully capable of performing day to day activities. We were a C squad last week. We were. We're we were. Z squad, I don't know. <laughs> We're just working through the alphabet. We have yeah. D squad. We like that. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome to the show, everybody. We've got a lot to cover today. We're actually recording it a day earlier than we normally do. So this is being recorded on the 12th of July. I don't like change. Well, mm, change shame. is dangerous for me. N- not when you're, I, I guess, still supremely jet lagged from being in various time zones. Now he's over it. Look at him. Look at his bossy coat. So happy to be alive. Uh, right, let's pay the bills quickly. Our website is alltheanime.com. There you can find our web shop and get the info on our latest and upcoming releases, as well as titles we have already released. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at alltheanime, and make sure you hit up our YouTube channel, which is alltheanime as well. Also, might as well make mention of this now, because by the time you're hearing this, it will have happened, but hope you guys enjoyed seeing Genocidal Organ in the cinema. Keep track for news on upcoming cinema releases, which will be Napping Princess on the 16th of August, and Your Name on 23rd of August. Details about both of those coming very, very soon. And when it comes to upcoming events, we will be at the MCM Manchester Comic Con. In Manchester, no less. On the 29th and 30th of July. Shut up, Keith. And from the 25th to the 27th of August, we will be at Kitacon. And there will be an all the anime panel at both of those. We're just working on finalizing the details for MCM Manchester at the moment. But Kitacon, there will be a 90 minute panel on the Saturday. How I'm gonna fill 90 minutes, you'll find out when you get there. And also Keith is doing two of his panels, so make sure you go to both of them. Hooray. I've told him taking part in the third panel now as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't call you three panels coughing for nothing. But they don't. They don't. You get more value for your dollar, <laughs> Keith. Is it dollar? Because it's currently better than... stop as well before we hired you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've been getting your value out of me, haven't you? God. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, we have, Keith. <laughs> when it comes to new releases, just to quickly touch on those, this week, that being 10th of July, depending on when you're listening to this, Attack on Titan Junior High, the standard DVD version, is available now. Also available as a Blu-ray limited edition set, which was released previously. 31st of July is our next release date for your calendars, which is Psychopath the Movie, Blu-ray Standard Edition, Snow White with the Red Hair Part 2 on Blu-ray, Daimadala, Prince vs. Penguin Empire on Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray DVD set of Barakamon. Then, 7th of August, the standard DVD of The Anthem of the Heart is released, 
Then on the 14th of August, part two of Heavy Object comes to Blu-ray, and the standard Blu-ray of Escaflone the movie will arrive as well. Now, to just touch on this quickly, we know that a lot of you are wanting to know more about some of the other titles that we said were TBC. Expect news next week on that, because just finalising some details, getting some things in order, but next week, Keith, we should be able to say more, shouldn't we? Yes, so until then, the TBC news is TBC. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I heard you like TBC, so I put some TBC in your TBC, so you can TBC while you TBC. Some more TBC for TBC. Yeah. Should I just call this week's episode TBC? <laughs> Surprising! <laughs> so, Andrew, Jessica, you're back. You survived. Globe trotting. Barely. No, I'm barely. <laughs> Prove it. So, not going to touch on it for too long because I know you guys are knackered and are pretty sick of talking about them. But yeah, I kind of I've got a bit of a headache today, so oh, you've uh, always got a headache for you, Keith. <laughs> So, uh, Anime Expo, how was it for you guys? Anything interesting of note? Any random occurrences you can share? Uh, anything in particular you noticed that was cool? What did you go and see? Did any UK anime fans run into you at all? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as we landed. As we landed. As we got on the plane. Oh, there was right. a tweet saying that people had noticed me on the plane. <laughs> the uh, I thought normally that would be a sign for get Final Destination style fighting to get off the plane. <laughs> like desperately going, this is a bad omen. Did they listen to the podcast? I don't know, do they? I, I don't know. I, well, I, guess, I guess we'll find we'll out. Find out. Yeah. 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 If you do, please tweet us at all the anime. <laughs> but yeah, like so, yeah, it was a, it was a thing. I saw Violet Evergarden, it was good. Well, thank you for your very detailed report of Anime Expo there, Andrew. Well, it's mostly a alcohol-infused blur for me, to be quite honest. Professionals always. Doing, doing, oh, but doing it was business. a Chevron involvement. You know, there was a Dragon Ball heist sculpture involvement. So it was definitely linked to the business. Cool. I can't argue with that, really, can I? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a polite way of saying uh, Like, a lot of the side of us going to these conventions, like, at least me and Jessica is... Like on a business to business side, so there's actually very little we can talk about about them because it's mostly mm. meeting business partners to do a business. Like um, so like the the parts I can talk about are like having a great time. It's a great event as a whole. It's very different to what we get over here. The panels are actually rebarring, of course, our fantastic own teams panels. The panels mm. in like like at AX are really engaging compared to the UK's. Like there's no like I mean the UK is kind of like on its way towards that model, but it requires a lot more industry to actually show up first. I mean, you've got panels ranging from production IG, Studio Trigger, Studio Wit, um, like all like all the way along to, you know, Crunchyroll, Aniplex, Funimation, etc. Like TBS, like there's a huge volume of actual industry-related panels and people are patient, they queue, like actually queue and then don't complain if they're not allowed in, etc. It's like, it's a really good like a really good atmosphere for that kind of thing. There's a lot more engagement. The show floor is not, not as good as it is in MCM Comic Con, for example, or Japan Expo. Like, um, yeah, the show floor is really lacking compared to the, like the two. It's like they've been around longer, but because they've been fan run for so long, which is a great thing as well. It's great to see fans able, like to non-profit, put together an event like, like that on that kind of scale, 100,000 plus people. But... The trade-off is that they, the show floor is really never... It's down to the companies themselves professionalize, and there's only so much you can do in that space. So, for example, the whole floor is kind of padded carpeting, not like a Comic-Con or such in the UK where it's in an exhibition center where the floor is, by default, scrapped 
every time. You know, the carpet's ripped up every event. So if there's new carpeting put down, this is like more, it feels more like permanent carpeting, like kind of a hotel um, convention so style, style flooring, which is like a little bit off-putting. And when you're building a stand, I think it would have an impact on how you think about designing that stand. Wait, where is it? It's at the it? LA Convention Center. Oh. Where, where E3 was, right? Yeah, it's where E3 is uh, every year. But like, um, like, it just, like, it feels like they were doing the same, there were some good concepts, but they're too tightly packed together to have clearance space. Like, they're too tightly packed together to really be engaging. Like, the majority moved towards simplicity this time, though, so it's like, you know, the Aniplex booth was mostly a, a stage to talk about fake Grand Order. Like, for example, um, like, and, like, for example, like, there were several good engagement style exhibition spaces, kind of like what we did at MCM this year. Mm. Like, would like to kind of enhance this time, but, like, the trouble was it was very hard to get people through the doors. I mean, I think it was working, like, but, like, I mean, I'm sure it was. We were only in when it was quieter normally, but mm. I can imagine if it was really busy, it'd be really difficult to engage with the spaces. Like, they had a really nice Sailor Moon, like, um, Usagi's bedroom set up from Viz. Okay. Cool. Which was really, really cool, but, like, and it only works for when you've not got too many people <laughs> in that Because when you have a million people in that bedroom, like, messing around, it's really hard to get a good engaging yeah. photograph, for mm. example, or to... Or to do your own selfie, like in that's my uh, my personal jet. That's like your, that's like your chopper coming down and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like his bedroom Just for descending. So you were mentioning yeah. that when it comes to sort of the layout of the floor, it doesn't really compare to MCM London. Is there any kind of parallel directly you can give an example of? So I'm sort of still trying to visualize exactly what you mean. Yeah. You, you described it a bit, but anything in particular that if you could give an example uh, as to how MCM was is better than the AX. It's not space. that it's. Bet, like it's better it's just different I think I think the if you put the same stands over at Anime Expo in the same spaces that were at MCM Comic Con you wouldn't you would actually say a lot there was a lot of similarity between the two except the show floor is smaller like significantly smaller than MCM Comic Con MCM Comic Con now runs over about five halls mm. like no, four like, a lot more than five well no no five oh, halls on each side like basically it's N1 to N5 I don't know it's more than that on each side I'm sure they're up to at least eight or nine. No, they're up to eight or nine, but several of those are used for queuing. Because it's like nine. Oh, by the way, they, they nine pre- walls total, I think, are in the, the block on each side. And so maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe I'm tripping. It's, maybe yeah. it's up to twelve. It's, so it's, it's about seven. But, but by the way, they're, they're, yeah. they're taking up at least what half to two thirds of Excel now. Oh yeah, no. Well, they're yeah. taking up the whole Excel basically mm. now. Like at least in the main, oh, the main yeah. space, it's just mm. some of it's converted for. for so I think what the point is is yeah. that they're they're taking up a lot of space <laughs> compared to compared to that conference that was on when we were there, the TechCon. Oh, Synergy Con. TechCon. It was a TechCon. <laughs> it was like the a sales, a Salesforce. Sales, yeah, but it was there. It was just one hall, <laughs> and it was like the smallest hall at mm. the back, and we we're watching it take down, and then just look at expos, and it's just. Like, oh, because they had the glass panelling, didn't they? Yeah, so you can actually see through. Yeah, not as fun as Expo. I wonder not if it actually is like a t- just <laughs> TechCon. Well, yeah. Techcon 12. <laughs> yeah, my my favourite year is when they had the uh, t- the tobacco industry conference going. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, no, no, was it Vapecon no, no. or something? <laughs> no, 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 Vapecon. It was, yeah, it was t- 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 Tabcon. Tabcon. Oh. No, no, my favourite oh. is, st- 
door when they had that um, hardcore Christian convention, religious <laughs> convention next door, and we were working through with lots of weird, like, it was the time I was working for Bandai, so we were still carrying product to get shipped by UPS back at the Bonobo Hotel. And, like, we were carrying all this for girls who let through space, which is literally just tits and ass. <laughs> like, anime, basically, <laughs> by hand, basically, through the... Through, they were doing a big conference-style sermon thing, and, like, a round, like, thing, and we were just walking straight through. You know? <laughs> it was in the days where you could still cut through other people's events to get out. <laughs> like, if you were really <laughs> desperate to, to get stuff through. And no one questioned it, we just said, like, passing through, doing the Lord's work. I just remember, imagine, like, carrying a head. I remember one time, I think it was on... It was before MCM went to three days, so it was just when it was a two day, but on the setup day, they were running like A level or GCSE exams in one yes. of the halls oh, opposite. Yeah. And they had like signs outside saying, please be quiet. I got, no, no, I no. got anxious just seeing them. I was like, yeah, I'm right. all the times and I had to take exams. And I'm no, like, yeah. no. Wasn't that like an Indian wedding fair one time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wedding, wedding fairs were actually kind of okay because I think people yeah. gel to wedding, like wedding fairs and anime fans get on I, I went basically to, okay. I went to wedding, I went <laughs> just to a match made in heaven. I went to a wedding fair when I was a bridesmaid for one of my friend's weddings and well not one of the only wedding. But <laughs> oh, you mean the only friend? <laughs> the only friend. My no, only that's friend. no way to talk about your card captor hugging pillow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. She she gave me a very very <laughs> appreciative look yeah, yeah. Appreciative, sure. Um and I went in and I was like, this isn't MCM and <laughs> why am I attending it? <laughs> I was just like weird but it was fun it's interesting i think it's just because i've only ever been to like comic cons and that and then you go to like something to do with an entirely different topic and i'm like well something like, <laughs> like have to be an adult and then it, was, it <laughs> seems that you're getting married and i'm just like just started making up stuff because i'm like well you we might as well just assume i'm getting married and give me free cake and champagne it's great it would have yeah. been weirder if you had gone to the wedding fair and then immediately gone to work at MCM because yeah. it's just across the hall. Well, just carrying cake and champagne. Like, guys. Bringing it back to the booth going, guys, I've got free cake. I took the whole cake from the display and they didn't look. <laughs> it's fine. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, Unless you I give us a that. slice. Yeah. In which case, go for it. Yeah. Especially if it's like chocolate and inside or something. Mm. Best kind of wedding cake. Okay. Well, I'd be surprised wedding cake because it's always traditionally a fruit cake and then your marzipan and that. Imagine when it was just chocolate or like they do all those cupcake ones now, don't mm. they? No, you just you just do have one for the different yeah. tiers. At my at my wedding, we had one tier was a fruit cake and the other one was a chocolate cake. Uh, oh, I think. I think do you appreciate cake? I think that's same for my friend's wedding. It was fruit cake and then it was like a nice Victorian. Basically, it would be one layer of cake. See, that's why I do the sponge. Yeah. Oh, Andrew, your helicopter's back. Okay. You could have sent my choppers back. I, could have said, yeah, I know. I'm just windmilling. <laughs> Don't mind me, guys. Getting my exercise in. My iWatch says I need to windmill now. I really liked last week. You've got some keys in your pocket. Get them out. Are you saying Kat, you preferred it when it was just Sea Squad? Yeah, because Andrew wasn't windmilling. <laughs> we might have our podcast title. There we go. Um, what about Japan Expo then? How, how did that compare and how was that this time? Which for those for those not aware, <laughs> Japan Expo being in Paris every year. So give it a moment. No. Jessica's having a NARM style flashback. <laughs> oh no, hellish hot and humid. Yeah. Well, like if you can imagine a point where your trousers are sweating as well as your legs. Then that's pretty much Japan Expo. Not sure if I'm a The venue, though, is pretty much a greenhouse. That's what it feels like. Yes, that is correct. I mean, I went there once years ago. I don't remember what year it was now, but it was ridiculous. I didn't even get to see all of it, because by the time I was leaving, I discovered it was another part of the hall I hadn't seen. When did I last go to Japan Expo? 
Oh, yeah, of course, there were like four days of hot and humid weather, and then oh. by the fifth day, it was raining buckets. <laughs> oh. Of course. Yeah, I remember when I went a couple of years ago, and I'd not experienced that much humidity in a long time. Mm. And like, I remember sitting on the train, my hair had been all straight, and by the time I got to the center, it was like this. <laughs> I've never seen it so wonderfully curly. I was like, but also just like, there's no point in putting makeup on or anything because it just melted off on oh. the train. <laughs> And like I'd never, I'd never experienced it as well as like a guy just coming in and singing karaoke on the train. <laughs> I'd never like seen because we don't get that in Glasgow, mm. obviously, and I've never really like. That happened to me on the way back last time I was coming back from Paris. <laughs> it was actually. just like he just came in and just sang some like wonderful songs in French and English and that, and then everyone was just like, politely clapping, and then he just like went away, and obviously he was busking, and I was like. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to sing karaoke in the train. When I was when I was coming back from an Arsenal game near the end of the season a few a month or two back, th there was a full brass band that got on the underground. Oh, amazing! So like someone brought like a mini drum kit, like a snare drum with a, a kick drum attached to it, and like a little hi hat. Just started doing that, and then suddenly yeah. this, this entire brass section came and started walking down the train and walking back. That's fantastic. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. And you do get some really good like pop up stuff. I mean, mm. like. Unlike Ge like German Expo is all a hundred percent about the stands. Like um, I I don't know if we can put some some pictures in the the post. We can try yeah. Along like with it. like the podcast, but I'll some share the show some, notes. I'll share share some with you for each of the events so you can see what I mean. But mm -hmm. like I mean, Japan Expo goes all in. I mean, you're talking mm -hmm. like full side. Like those things at E three you see where you have full like sort of not skyscraper but at least one floor building sized. Panels like one advertising, as I call it, sexy kaiji or kake, like kakiguri. Um, <laughs> I prefer sexy kaiji as a name for it though. Um, it's like a code name within the industry. No, no, just I'm hoping <laughs> people go and watch kaiji as well afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, on my part. But, um, you wish. Like, I wish, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, um. For like, yeah, like, I mean. You'd like, Germanics will go all in on the stands. They had a, like, they had the public. Manga is huge in. Like yeah, as charts. in the books, not the like, yeah, like as in yeah, like as in the actual published material. I mean, if you think America is crazy for it, like you've not seen anything yet. In France, fairy tale sells actually better in manga format than it does in Japan. God, like for example, uh, like it's the only country in the world. I think the only country, maybe except for China, but like again, China, like China's its own special case. Mm. But like per per capita, actually, it's the only country in the world. I would argue that actually can do that. Because obviously there are countries, which are, many countries which are bigger than Japan, so you could argue that it's really, like, that manga does better elsewhere, but really it's by the per capita head of, like, the head of people who are interested, basically. Mm. Um, but you should measure it. And, like, yeah, France is crazy. So it's the, the company manages My Hero Academia, for example, for the, the printed version. Like, they had a live stand where you could, like, basically it was a big air cannon firing, like, like Bakugo's fist. <laughs> like firing like balls to try and knock down characters or monsters and it was so powerful the balls were leaping back and hitting families behind the people <laughs> doing it yeah. I mean, personally it warmed my dark little heart a lot no, no, the speculation on their part <laughs> did, did they use like say just like soft foam balls or did they say to go all out oh, no, they were tennis balls they were plastic like just tennis balls or? not tennis balls but like um, soft like soft plus shell plastic okay, balls yeah. Can so, we get one of those for October Expo? Uh, <laughs> uh, if we had a show that reflected what we needed. As you recall. Nothing, no, nothing to do with shows. Can we just, you know, mount some of them on the sales counter? Shoo! Shoo! When I went a couple of years ago, they had the big one piece show yeah. as well. 
Yeah, 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 when I went, they also had like the recreation of the Going Merry. They had like a yeah. big steering yeah, wheel and stuff. Amazing. They had the um, a Sailor Moon makeup parlor this time. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> like, yeah. which was uh, something to behold. Um, is it fair to say Sailor Moon is pretty ridiculously big in France as well? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, the merch is really nice as well. Yeah. Mm. Like, um, yeah, but like as a whole, the event was more like so. In terms of publishers, do a lot more there. So it was a huge space for To Your Eternity. The new manga by um, the same art, like the same mangaka as a silent voice. Oh, okay. Like um, like it's really it's like completely different to a silent voice. It's like it's still hard hitting, but it's more like kind of proto sci-fi. What do you call the sci-fi which is set in like a a kind of a primeval world or like like kind of you know like there was a different term for it, but is there? I thought mm. so. Just make one up. Is there still like sci-fi elements? Though? Oh yeah, it's still sci-fi elements. Oh, it's like it's not. It's like I guess it's like it's low sci-fi. I guess it's. Not oh, like, I'd still call it sci-fi. It's just yeah. you know. I like I, I you know that point of like I'm, I'm sure it's if, a if, term if, if, if you if you yeah, there is probably a term for it, but I find if you start subdividing your genres too much, <laughs> it really gets stupid. Yeah, like it a, only encourages elitism and people being dicks. But I like being a dick. But yeah, no, you're right. Like I mean. Uh, Another possible podcast title there. <laughs> I like being a dick. Yes. Yeah, Don't like, be a dick. Like, but like, so for that, they had a really nice setup because the opening part of the manga without spoilers is set in the Arctic or like an Arctic like environment, Iceland, Greenland, wherever. They're not, it's definitely a fantasy, a fantasy sci fi world, so it's not specifically one place or another. But like, it, like it's set in the kind of the, the tundra basically at first. So they set up a nice kind of ice style like teepee. Like in such with fake snow, like and the the setup looking like a bit of the world itself and like an exhibition. There was a lot of promotion for Fire Force as well, like not Fire Punch but Fire Force. Um, there was a good promotion for for Fire Punch as well though. If people are particularly curious, um, like there was a lot of just good promotion for for manga as a whole. Like yeah. it was like interactive screen yeah. for a mob psycho. Oh which yeah, you could be in front of a screen and. Be like, mo- like it's drawn in in the case of like, uh, like mob psycho style. Awesome. Which is really cool. I mean, it was like really, really like, I mean, as far as you go to, like, honestly, if you're going to Paris anyway in summertime, like for a holiday or not, you'd be well placed as an anime fan to time it over Japan Expo. Mm-hmm. Like, and then go out to, to the event for one, just, I mean, if you're a UK fan, there's still stuff there for you to get out of. I mean, go for one day and like see what there is to offer there. I mean, it's, like, some of the engagement is just so far beyond what we do at, at MCM Comic. Mm. Any of us do, not just us. Like, any stand does at MCM Comic Con for anime or manga. It's, it's where we steal our ideas from as well. So, I mean, <laughs> but it is also reflective of how, big, of how big anime as a whole is in France. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But it's not, not to try and discredit what we do. It's just that's how... Like, you, got, you just heard what Andrew said about how much fairy tale sells. But that in itself just demonstrates the point. It's cultural thing, yeah. because there is also a lot of uh, food stands or uh, cultural items from Japan. I mm. mean, you have a lot of Japanese companies who goes there just to display their, uh, their items. So it's not just about animation, it's mm. also about, uh, you know, kimonos or ikebana yeah. or mm. sports. So mm. there are a lot of stands that have nothing to do with directly with the yeah. animation, but it's uh, connected to Japanese culture. Mm. So they have a big space allotted, uh, you know, for all the Japanese companies who want to go there and display or sell food or sell mm. their own items. So yeah, I seem to recall that's 
Because Japan Expo ran one time in London. You might remember what year it was, Andrew, but I know we were both there in different capacities. Yeah. But that's pretty much what that was. They booked like one hall of MCM, had like taiko drums somewhere, loaded of food. There's a lot of stages this year. So they're celebrating 100 years of anime. Oh, wow. Um, so there was huge spaces promoting it, a lot more stages. They have a lot more guests as well than we do. Yeah, like they our... had um, Eiji Onuma from the Zelda. Mm. Like... They did a big talk and showed concepts and stuff for Breath of the Wild. Mm. And then they announced their next art book. Oh, wow. So they're going to be doing a Breath of the Wild art book as well. Mm. And I was just like, and like watching um, Nintendo UK, we were tweeting about it like while it was happening. Mm. And they announced a book. And I was just like sitting in the office like, oh, yes. <laughs> Another art Didn't book. they announce like a new Lupin thing as well there? I think I saw Maybe? Lupin the Third. They announced yeah, something they there. They announced about... something that is coming a new series. That's it. Yeah, I can remember exactly what it was. Location is gonna be between Tokyo and France. Mm. So they had a big booth. Uh, I mean, a booth with all the promotion, mm. and they were selling uh, very expensive ukiyo-e styled uh, <laughs> uh, arts uh, featuring mm. the Lupin characters. They yeah, that was really nice. I mean, with the, most of the companies who try to they really go out of their way to promote the Japan Expo with these mm. life-size statues and uh, mm. so it's really engaging and uh, fun to see for people mm. As, and you say just go yeah. there for one day you're gonna really mm. definitely enjoy apart from coming back to Paris <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yeah enjoy the, the over 30 minutes waiting in the burning hot mm. sunlight to get on a train. And there is no other escape route back to Paris. No taxi. Oh. No ta- there is no taxi route. Well, there is a bit of shit. Like, like, it's really, really populated. I remember one of the nicer exhibitions they had when I was there was um, Film Metal Alchemist. Like, they had the... the they had a big retrospective thing, didn't they? And they had like, Arakawa's like, works, and they actually had the actual manga pages she'd drawn from all her works on it framed, and it was just... You could see where she's like whited out stuff and corrections and yeah. everything, and I was just like nerving out. It was just really nice, and it was in like the circular open space, and in the middle they had like they had the standees of like Ed and Al, and then they had the you know the trans uh, transmutation circle and um, stuff like that, and it was really cool. And then they had like a Evangelion one as well, but it wasn't like it didn't have pages like manga pages or anything. It was just. It wasn't as good as the Arakawa one. No. It was kind of, it was a bit well, Wasn't it just the performance piece of somebody just... yelling at a teenage boy? <laughs> <and getting laughs> <like> <laughs> Someone just robot. crying yeah. in the corner. <laughs> Rocking back and forth. No, yeah. but like, there's a lot of money which goes into a mm, lot of those. And, and it's like, it was. It depends on if it's Japan Expo organised or... Um, yeah, like, you know, like, basically, yeah, basically I think the other one was Japan Expo organised, so I recall that year. Like with your like with Dybex, I think at the time. Oh, which one? The one for, the, for Evangelion. The, uh, Evangelion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was um, with a collaboration between us, um, Kara Groundworks, and the Japan Expo. Which answers that the Japan Expo part of the mix is exactly the answer to it. Sadly, yeah. But basically, if you don't do it that way, you have to pay a huge amount, which is what. Which is what we did for Ghost in the Shell. It was an amazing Ghost in the Shell stand. I was about to say, actually, I was going to ask, so what was, uh, what was all the anime France doing at Japan Expo this time around? Well, our French team put together a very, very good like performance this time with a, a stand, including a 
a huge tachikoma towering over people at the event. We'll put some pictures up for that mm-hmm. as well for the podcast. Okay, so to add context for everybody, in France, Anime Limited holds the rights to Ghost in the Shell and the standalone yeah. complex series. Is it pretty much all of Ghost in the Shell? Everything barring uh, Innocence. There you go. So, and this time, a standalone complex has just come out on Blu-ray in France. So it was a bit of a celebration of that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, like, it was really great. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, if you check out our, our label in France, which is at Anime, so at Anime, like, and uh, all the anime like, underscore fr on Twitter for anybody yeah. who wants to follow it. Then, like you'll see that, like they did a really amazing job. Like, Kenji Kamiyama, the producer from uh, Haruna Hime, and the scriptwriter, in fact, from Ghost of the Sand and Complex. Haruna Hime being Napping Princess, in case any of you don't know. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, like and he, like yeah, like they, like they were there doing signings, interviews as well. Was it, like honestly, the biggest push I've ever seen for a a retro franchise like that to to bring back like, into the media's eyes. I mean, there was coverage across all the big platforms, like, a lot of the media took took coverage. Seagulls wanted to join us for podcast. I don't know, right? <laughs> just got seagulls wanted to get involved. So they could have pretended we were on the beach. Oh, yeah, there you go. The beach in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, got a needle in me! <laughs> so what you're saying is we're just down by the Clyde. The Clyde. Yeah, yeah, not in the Clyde, though. Because you need to talk Down by it. Yeah. But, um... So what did I... What... what this might be a random way to phrase it, but uh, what was Kenji Kamiyama's thoughts on there being so much promotion for Ghost in the Shell? I think he was very happy. Mm. Like, I mean, like, for starters, I mean, it's a... Uh, I think it's always weird going back to something you've done before and to see it so so pushed, but, like, it was a good... I think he was very happy with it. Like, I mean, like, he, he gets on really well with our French team, which was really nice to see as well. So, yeah, it went well, I think. Awesome. And any other random thoughts you want to close out with talking about Japan Expo or Anime Expo? Anything that's just come to mind, maybe? Oh, the big bag. You like that? Yeah, like we were. Jessica brought back one of the, the big bags that they give out at AX, like these you can put all your stuff in, and it's it, it's basically it, it's half the size of Keith, and for me it's the perfect size bag. <laughs> that is a it's an obscenely large. I think bag. It, we could probably carry Keith like some kind of kangaroo Joey in it. <laughs> Shit, we're doing that, Jeremy. We need to make a picture of it, do we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but it's a really cool bag. And uh, last year, Jess- Jessica and I were actually talking about this this morning, but they did it in like a backpack style. Oh, so nice. you would wear it on your back. And then we were thinking, oh, now they've just made it like a one strap yeah, deal, like a shoulder bag, strap. Yeah. yeah. And we were sort of thinking, why could that be? And I just thought maybe it was just a real ball ache to get those giant backpacks off of your bag. Whereas that way, if you buy something, you can just open it, put it in. Oh, and then you just put it back on your shoulder. We should do giant tote bags for Expo. Funnily enough, actually, it's something that, <laughs> that we were throwing ideas around first thing this morning. We were trying to think, when you have like a massive design, if we could pull it off, what would work really well? And we thought like just the Your Name key art would be fantastic or something yeah. like that. Whether or not that could actually happen or not, we don't know, but just sort of throwing out ideas. Failing that, just a large, large picture of Andrew's face. Yes. <laughs> I don't <laughs> see what could go wrong with that. And then on the other side, it just says in all caps and him. Worship your lord and master. And then no, I was going to say, just need to say King Anime. <laughs> yes, King Anime. Yeah. Cool. So, um, a couple of bit of news notes for you, everybody. First of all, Eureka 7 is on Netflix. Some of you may have noticed, some of you may not have noticed, but the entire series of Eureka 7 is now on Netflix. And I believe it is dub and sub, correct, Andrew? Correct. Cat has a face. Please stop like... pulling that face, Cat. <laughs> So I can finally watch it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, uh, and for those of you wondering, no news on our, on our Ultimate Edition release yet. Still working on that in approvals, but there will be news coming soon. <laughs> Another thing to note, this coming Monday, that being 17th of July, depending when you're listening to this, K 
Cowboy Bebop starts on Viceland. Woo! Yes. It, the first episode will be airing, I believe, at midnight that day. Head over to Viceland's wow. Facebook and Twitter and their website to get the exact information. Also, go back to a few podcasts ago if you want to hear more about how this all came about, because we know there have been a lot of people that have been discovering the news about Bebop and whatnot being on Viceland. And if you just want to know sort of everything that went behind it, the idea behind it, make sure you go back and listen to our podcast. We had a really nice in-depth discussion about that, analyzing everything. So do go back and check that out if you can. And uh, personally, I'm going to try and stay up and watch it if I can, because I'm really up for just watching Bebop really late at night. It'll be like the, it'll be like the good old Channel 4 days, except exactly. not quite as late. Exactly. Right. Unless no, you're a trash. schoolmate. <laughs> oh, God, that was a show. And uh, also worth shouting out as well, if you're going to be watching it, guys, and you want to tweet out about it and stuff, I believe the hashtag Viceland are using are anime on Viceland. So make sure you include that if you can. Uh, also, quick note in terms of uh, updates from our point of view, there will be some updates coming to our web shop over the next week or so. There will be more updates on upcoming titles and such. I'm going to be trying to do a big update on that. So for those of you wanting details on forthcoming releases, there will be a, a relatively big update coming for the next few months, I imagine. So you can probably find some more details about that very, very soon. And also, something we do want to make mention of, because admittedly, we've not actually touched on it on here, but we do want to make a note that A Silent Voice is now back on digital platforms. You, you will recall that originally this was released, you will recall originally it was released a couple of months ago on digital platforms. Something came up that we just had to sort out behind the scenes, so it got taken down for a little while, but it is now back. And for those of you wondering about the platforms it hadn't launched on at a time, such as PlayStation Network, we are still working on that. We know that a few of you really want to get it through PSN so you can watch it on your PS4. Please bear with us, we are working on that. But that is now back on iTunes and Google Play at the very least, correct Mr. Andrew? Yes, that is correct. It's back, it'll be back on Sky as well and BT now. Cool. Awesome, so yeah, we'll do more updates on that as we can, but like I say, <coughs> we'll have an update on PSN coming soon, and apologies for the delay on that. Sorry. Okay. That's an official sorry. Can I just use that as an official sound effect now for everyone yeah. to apologize? Yeah. Make a podcast soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, we should make a podcast well, yeah, soundboard. Yeah, the podcast soundboard, yeah, it'd be like every button bar one would be sorry. <laughs> we need to recipe Kerry. The other one would be Kerry going, motherfuckers! Yeah. <laughs> and also her just making that <laughs> sound. Yeah, 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 no, it's not. It's more throaty. Yeah. It's it's like that the 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 zombie. Remember that? Oh, zombie anime high school thing with the Which one there are a few of the rifle? High school of the test? Yeah. That one and there's a bit in a preview where a zombie makes a noise and it sounded so like Carrie when she does that. <laughs> I thought she was in the room when it like I saw it and I was like Carrie it follows you. Just Carrie secretly watched High School of the Dead, and that's where she got that sound. That's from. probably where she got it from. Yeah. yeah, it's probably just embedded there from it. Yeah, she doesn't want to admit it though. And then she watched the Drifters of the Dead episode, and that was anime sorted for her forever. Did she listen to the podcast? Go. We'll find out later, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, she she hasn't contacted us about anything we said in the last couple. So. Oh yeah! Oh crap! Yeah, I never thought that. Unless she's saving it all up for the next time we see her at the pub, where she'll just glass us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
as I write these shits. Well, now that's what's going to happen when she listens. Yeah. She gets the idea from you, so sorry. I just hope the cat's still okay after the seagull attacks. We haven't had a seagull attack update, have we? Oh, yeah. What? Not, not you, cat. No, no, I think Kerry's cat. cat, Mabel. Oh, I thought you meant me. No, I not I've you. I've been attacked seagulls since Dundee, so... I know. Shit. So, anything else people want to touch on briefly before we uh, get on to uh, the random topic generator? Oh, yeah. Actually, yes. Oh, okay. Go on, Keith. Because I, I had some good, <laughs> I had some good news about a title the other day. Which, oh, okay, right, okay. Well, no, I'm not gonna because uh, if you listen to the podcast regularly, uh, you may uh, remember I uh, teased a few weeks back about something I was hoping to include in our Nadesco release and was overjoyed to discover that we'd been given clearance for it. Now, I'm not going to come out and out and say it, because I'm pleased you want to get it. Wait, you say you were going to come out now, Keith? Oh, but you've been out for years. I know, I know. <laughs> now, so what, what I'm going to do, for anyone who's... It, it won't mean much to anyone who's not a fan of the show, but if you are a fan of the show, I've included something that if you were Guy Daigoji and needed to mark some victories over the Jovian Lizards on your Estevales, you might be quite happy to have. So, uh, look forward to that. The blood of your enemies? That too. Don't crack your hands like that again, Keith. Oh, Yes, yes, that's the I don't story. know how that's going to come out in the recording, but right now, while we're recording it, that was monstrous on these headphones. Well, you're going to have to deal with that, Jeremy. Well, there we go. Uh, one thing I know I know that, that Keith Cat and I really want to touch on is... <laughs> I want to uh, touch is, it, Jeremy. Is, I want to touch it now, Jeremy. And then what you're going to say is now going to sound... No, 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 kids. I've got one leg <laughs> each. You can... Uh, oh. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Doom Fist! Oh. Doomfist, yeah. yes, the latest Overwatch character. I, I watched one of the <laughs> one of the like players play him on um, YouTube, and it was incredible. It's pretty much just a <laughs> punchy, lean, punchy machine. machine. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing I specifically wanted to touch on was the actual animation short that they released to oh, announce yeah. him, God, which was yes. it was an amazing was about two minutes two D animation of yeah. the studio that was behind that you know the Batman short that was set in Gotham Knight. Um, no, it's the one where, you know, uh, it's either Chinese or Japanese, I can't remember the thing. Racist cat! <laughs> oh, she's... Um, sorry. No, it's, you know, yeah. it's the Batman shark yeah, no, and, like, no, Catwoman's, like... Is oh, I know the one you mean. Yeah, because it's on one of the one of the Blu-rays. It's Samurai Batman, isn't it, or something? Yeah, something like that, and it's like incredible. That's the same studio behind that. They were behind something else as well, and I can't remember. But um, yeah. See, so, what I've been most impressed with, I should. Shouldn't be surprised, really, is the amount of uh, fan edits of the video and artwork for Doomfist that have appeared in the oh, tiny, tiny I haven't era. seen them yet. Now, my favourite, because, I mean, I, I was, as, as a lot of people, I was hoping that uh, Doomfist would be voiced by Terry Crews, which he's yeah. not. But then, considering that Doomfist is actually meant to be uh, one of the leaders of Talon, the sort of character we want from Terry Crews mm. wouldn't have been appropriate. But, fair enough with the way they've gone for it, but... Uh, Somebody's done this fantastic fan edit of the uh, animation where, for all of Doomfist bits, they've just super, they've just uh, put in uh, audio clips of Terry Crews. <laughs> oh, amazing! But but the best part is for every bit with Genji, they just have his line of "I need healing." <laughs> <laughs> well, which, let's face it, during that short, he just gets his shit ruined constantly. Yeah, it's I just need, like, yeah, I, I need, need healing. healing. What was the other thing? Oh, did you did you watch it? The the one where someone had made a Netflix style trailer for Overwatch. No. Oh, what? Oh, we've got a link to it. Oh, it is so so good. so good. It's like 
basically you're watching it and you're like, this just everything that like I know when Netflix do their original shows, the way they have a certain way they do their trailers, and this kind of emulates it so well. Like it's just a proper good trailer, and you kind of wish it was a real TV series, and it's amazing. And oh, like, yeah, because you get to the end and you're just like, what's uh, not? Kind of trailer boner. I was yeah. just like sitting there like. I can't, I have to rewatch this like a hundred times. It's Wait, we'll send that to you later, Jeremy. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes as well, so I'm not saying that. Oh, it's so good. Whoever edited that, um, yeah, they know what the shit they're doing. It's really, really well done. But just that short, though, was just so damn good. It it so badly makes me want to have an Overwatch anime. It was was in Batman in Shanghai that they did the short. That was the short, wasn't it? Actually, on the subject of the animation, somebody took a still from it. I'm not sure if it's real or edited. I haven't had a chance to look into it. But there's a bit during the short where Doomfist grabs the back of Tracer's uh, Mm -hmm. chronal accelerator thing and pulls it off. But somebody's taken a still of the bit where he grabs it and he's there with one of his pinkies extended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure if that's real or not. I haven't had a chance to check that properly. But if it is, that's just amusing as hell. Daintily plucks it off her back and crushes it. Kung Fu Panda with the, the pinky death yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah but honestly though everyone even if you're not a fan of Overwatch go out of your way to find this video because it's a wonderful example just, of Japanese animation any of the uh, CG animations as yeah. well yeah. but this is the first CG really one strong. so yeah. first mm. of many hopefully and the one thing that was really cool after the fact that came out online is that the studio that made it had posted about a year ago their concept art of Tracer and it was so damn cool. I think I linked it to you, Kat. Yeah. It looked so damn cool. And it's like, oh, they've been working on this for like a year. Yeah. Well, animation takes time. Well, no, but as in, it was just funny how this was already online and yeah, just, yeah. it's one of those things that just slipped through. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's really well done. And like <laughs> all the lore building stuff they do for Overwatch is just incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's Blizzard. They, they know how to do lore. Yeah. Lore masters. And then Android's Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for the Figmas. Like I know they've got Figma Tracer. Yeah. But Figma Mercy and if Good Smile are at MCM in London, I'm broke with all the Overwatch yeah, stuff. Yeah, because that that's the release t- yeah. window. I think so. Yeah, yeah roughly. Time, yeah, so. around September. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, I'll be straight over there. Likewise, joys of being on a stand. We can go there before the rest of it. Yep. Everybody comes. Shh, yep. Don't tell them that. Oh uh, no. Well, well, it's not like they can do anything. Well, do you want to, to be fair, we can only go over if the people on the booth are there. Like, if they're not there, then you it's can't do Then I guess we'll just steal everything. <laughs> Your words are not mine. Not do, but... no, stealing is bad. It is. And the other thing I want to touch on briefly, and this will be spoiler-free talk, but Keith and I last night had the opportunity to go and see the new Spider-Man film. And, oh my God, it's so good. Oh, Man Spider is great. And if you go and see it, stay to the very end of the credits, because it is one of the... Best post-credit stingers. Even Mark Commode was recommended you stay until the very end of the credits. Oh, and even he said, I don't recommend this very often, but you need to. It was wonderful, and God bless them for doing that. It was, yes. <laughs> Every, everybody in the cinema who stayed loved it. There, was, there, there were a couple of people who stayed until very near the end of the credits, then they went, and it's like, why? why? You stayed for this long. Why can't they, you they just couldn't go the distance. They couldn't go that extra inch. Slackers. <laughs> but, but just everything about this film was exactly what it needed to be with Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man's one of the, the Marvel characters I grew up with alongside the X-Men. So I've got a very strong attachment to Spider-Man. And I hated Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. As Spider-Man, he was okay, I guess. Well, no, as Peter Parker, he was wimpy to a point that it worked. But then as Spider-Man just didn't work. 
and the dichotomy just never really worked, especially in Spider-Man 3 when he starts doing jazz dance, sod that. I was literally going to yes, mention well, that. Spider-Man like Spider 3 that? kind of jumped the shark. <laughs> when he became yeah. emo. Uh, what, what did you think of the Andrew Garfield ones? Oh, yeah. I actually liked them. I thought he was. I thought he was much better. Yeah. But the one problem, <laughs> this is ironically something that Kevin Smith has said before as well, but is that he he's too good to be Peter Parker. He looks too good because <laughs> Peter Parker's meant to be almost like you know a shy, shy kid, a bit wimpy doesn't necessarily look totally beautiful, but Andrew Garfield's hair by default blows that out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> so instantly you're looking at him and you're like, you're, you're, no, you're too good. Yeah, but, but in general though, I thought Andrew Garfield did a really good job, but he wasn't helped by the stuff, by the material he had to work yeah, with. Yeah, the material, especially in the second film, again, it was starting to go a bit off the rails. Oh yeah. yeah. And it was, and I loved, I love how they did everything in the film. It's just, it wasn't as good as it could have been. No, I mean, I, I enjoyed... Uh, that being at the second Amazing yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, of the Raimi films, I enjoyed... Well, I enjoyed all three. The first two were good. The third one was just enjoyed because, my God, what's going on here? The best thing about the first one is the fact that Macho Man Randy Savage is the opponent in the cage match. <laughs> That's the best thing about the first one. In yeah. the second one... I haven't watched it so I barely remember it. It was really cool, but I just, uh, Dr. Octopus is one of my favourite villains, so I, that's probably just why I remember it. Well, I thought he was done fairly well, fondly. But yeah, I, I like the Andrew Garfield ones as well for mm. their faults, but. This one just, hit everything yeah, so damn thing, well. You, you, you just kind of watch it, and it's like, yeah, this is. You didn't realise what was missing until it's there, and it's just like, yeah, this is this is Spider-Man. And because I hadn't seen any of the trailers, I was laughing so hard. Uh, I'm sorry if I hit you at one point, Keith, so I think I might You did, you did actually scare <laughs> me a couple like, of times. <laughs> you know, when you're yeah. laughing and you, you sort of hit them. I was just, it was such good fun, and I, I, I don't care if I say it on the podcast or not, but I legit was starting to tear up at the end because I had such good fun, and it's what I always wanted a live-action Spider-Man to be, and it took... Marvel Studios getting the rights back from Sony to actually be able to do it. Or and whatever deal they've worked out. Exactly, so. and, and the stuff that, that they've alluded to in the film that you know could influence where it goes from here is all awesome and has made me so happy as a Spider-Man fan. So uh, definitely go out of your way to watch it. And also, if you're just like on a, say, casual level, just familiar, well, to, let's be fair, you probably all know the origin of Spider-Man by now. You can watch this having not watched any of the other MCU stuff, and oh, you can watch good. it. That's good. And you can watch it pretty much standalone. There are references to things. We've got a seagull fight going on outside. <laughs> I say this, but um, you like there. There are references to things that you may not get instantly, but on the baseline level, <coughs> you can watch this just as a standalone Spider-Man film, and it works incredibly well. That's good. Yeah, that's another point. Yeah, I didn't really think about it till afterwards because it's not really important. Like for. For once, they didn't go into the origin yet again of Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. It's just like if if you don't know, well, it doesn't really matter. They basically use it as a throwaway line in the film. Yeah, it's like I got bitten by a radioactive spider. It's dead now. That's pretty much <laughs> the origin story. Oh, nice. So they didn't spend like half of. Like, no, not they're doing an origin story again. Also, all, all the bits where they could have had an origin story, they quite nicely uh, had uh, Robert Downey Jr. in there instead, yeah. which was. <laughs> Better. I, I, I'm liking the way that the Marvelverse is just using him as he kind of steps into other people's mm -hmm. films for a little bit to do stuff. It works, re cool. it works yeah, really it's, well. It's, we were talking about this when you were waiting for the bus last night, but it's almost a case of less is more. Because he comes in in, in sort of waves and very pivotal moments, yeah. he actually has more impact. Yeah, it's really, really it's good. Like, Plus, there's a, without giving anything away, there's a bit during the film where he's having a kind of... We've got to wait for this uh, plane to pass. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper, yeah. 
it's these tangential moments with Stark in where the, there's a bit where he's uh, talking with. He, well, he's he's not there talking to Peter. It's it's let, let's just call it a phone call, and uh, it's just when it keeps cutting back to Stark, and you have no idea what he's doing. Mm. He's in the middle of this this random event, and you're just like, <laughs> half the fun is like they don't explain it. He's just there at this he's random there, event, yeah. and it's just like it's it's just really well it, it's really well done. I think it's. Mm. I'm, I'm very impressed with how the Marvel films have been evolving over time. It sounds good that they didn't do half the film for his origin story. It's mm. like pretty much if you think of Spider-Man, who doesn't know how he became Spider-Man at this point? Exactly. Like people that didn't know, you're going to just assume he got bitten by a spider, he's no mm. Spider-Man. But, but the yeah, thing is, what if he, you know, or, like, or his mother was a human and his father was a spider? That's right. the origin story Spider-Man, we don't want to know about. Part man, part but, You know what, full credit to Michael Keaton though, because I, again, I'd stayed away from knowing about anything about this, so at the very start of the film, when my, Michael Keaton's on screen, I'm thinking, Am I in a Batman film? What's going on? It's <laughs> the oh first thing God. I thought, but then I suddenly thought, hang on, why is Michael Keaton in this film? And oh, then the wow. scene plays out, and then I think Keith heard me go, that's brilliant! Because oh, <laughs> I realised what part he was playing in the film. Yeah. So yeah, definitely go and watch Spider-Man, everyone. It's so good. Spider-Man Homecoming, it's so worth it. So, Andrew, Jessica, you've not had a chance to indulge oh, in, is, in, our, in our new funny. segment. This yeah, is like the Random Topic Generator. In this box, there are, there are topics that have been submitted by the community <laughs> and also some of our leftover ones from a few weeks ago. Hooray. So it's simply a case of, we'll, uh, we'll probably, how are we doing for time? We'll, we'll do one each, we'll see how we go, yeah. but I minimum know, one I each. I know that all my food-based questions aren't in there anymore. <laughs> so, so uh, you know what, Jessica? You first. It's not one of those books where there are spiders. The same no, questions. No, 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 they're not, I promise, I promise. <laughs> it's one of the Mexican fighting spiders. <laughs> Which one do you choose to fight first? So, what do we have? Okay. Some of your favorite anime openings and endings. Submitted by Jeremy. See, it's you! There you oh, go, see? So, Jeremy question. So, favorite anime opening and endings. Oh, man. Oh, wow. The first one that springs to mind is... I want to say it's the second Naruto opening. Haruka Kanata? Ah, oh, classic. There you go. Classic. Still not as good as Ready, Steady, Go by Football Club. True, oh, yeah. I was thinking that True. One. Oh, man. I will say, um, Dragon for Dragon Ball Z, when... Oh, hang on, because this was so many different versions of it. So, Rock the Dragon is obviously just infinitely <laughs> the best one ever. Dragon, Dragon, Rock the Dragon, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Oh my gosh. But um, when it was like the, the hard rock instrumental that Funimation did for a period of time when it was like their dub that was showing over here, that was fantastic. Okay. And it was also used sort of in a, during their recap sequence as well, leading into the title card. Relevant as well, of course, to uh, coming back to Viceland, who can forget the iconic Cowboy Bebop opening. He's gone, we've lost him. I think my, my favourite opening is Death Parades, because the song mm. is so good, and my favourite ending is the... One of the, the film at Alchemist one where it's um I can't remember the name exactly Sumi Kenzai Sumi Ken, yeah so that however one. you pronounce that it that one yeah. when I remember watching that one like that show as a teenager and I the loved that ending so much mm -hmm. it was just the song and everything about it was just really nice plus so. uh, for a certain segment of the fans that that final shot of that one where where you have uh, Ed who's been sitting on the edge of that rock just turns towards the camera and smiles yeah and it's you're just like, like oh, oh man <laughs> you know what else is yeah. a great ending theme from from Hunter Hunter the most recent incarnation the mm. first ending thing by fear and loathing in las vegas mm. it kind of starts off as like almost like a proper just j poppy and then just suddenly 
Proper death metal vocals. I think most <laughs> Keith, you remember it because I played that to you on Netflix. Drifter's opening's pretty good as well, which mm. is Gospel of the Throttle. So it's unusual but good. Mm. What about you, Jessica? Durarara, first scene. Yes! yes. Oh, yes. yes. But which one, opening one or two? One, one. Yeah, the, the second one is good. I like the second opening. But I like the first ending more, but I like the second opening more. Yeah. But like they obviously really liked their like their ending as well because A, it was spun off in so many mad videos by the Japanese as well. And B what, the second for the say yeah. For oh, the second yeah. season they did the exact same thing again with just a different song. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like we were like, it's this is so great, we're just gonna like, keep so, like, even on like I saw like fan arts where they put their own characters in. Yeah. Yeah. So as I mean, like you yeah, have mad videos where they yeah. did like Spice and Wolf version or Evangelion version or Naruto or Bleach insane. versions. Also, Razaphone. Oh yeah. Oh. I haven't heard it in ages, yeah. but the opening to Razaphone. Mm. Is... Yeah, it's so difficult for Western people because they used this high pitch. I think yeah. it was the start of the career for so, yeah. Maya Sakamoto. No, 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 no it's just an underappreciated class. The break uh, into yeah. the. Because didn't she do Esca Flone as well? No, uh, she was a um, voice actor. Yeah, she was uh, the music, yeah. By the music, it was the breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the Razaphone, the first one. Like, both the opening and ending for Razaphone were great. Oh, yeah. Second kill the kill opening. Yeah. Oh, is that the one with the fashion walk? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that song is so good. I know, right? Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think of that one. I will say, I love the Esca Flone opening, but after the amount of QCing I did for the show, I've kind of overplayed it to the point where I can never fully <laughs> no, enjoy I, it again. I, I, I still but, love that one. Oh, I'm going to say Evangelion only because of the bike horn cover but, that exists of it. Oh wait. <laughs> Hold on, let me find it. I'll find it before okay. I go. But it was so a good. It. it could, you know, hmm. get it out of your head. Yeah. Just play some of it because it'll go on forever. Yeah. Play after I think the video is good as well because the, the image used for the video is like, is it all the cabbages or whatever? Cabbage he's growing? Off, Not so. cabbages, sorry. What is it? He, he's here growing in a second. Cats, here we go. And <laughs> 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 it's like a bike. <laughs> you should like this. <laughs> oh my god, what's this? <laughs> Yeah, and he's cycling, it's all like, it's not cabbage, sorry, it's watermelons. Like, because he's growing them in the, the nerve base. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I, I just love it that Ava's cycling. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry right, that. Stop that. <laughs> oh man, so, uh, cat! You next. Oh, oh, in the random topic generator. What will be pulled out oh, from the random topic generator? One fell on the floor, but we'll put it back in. More it's fine. Mexican fighting spiders. <laughs> They're fighting each other. Rick and Morty, suggested by Keith. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. I can't comment on this because I'm not seeing it. So Keith, take it away. Morty. The third season finally starts airing at the end of this yeah, month. The trailer's amazing as well. Yeah. Oh. I'm a pickle. I'm pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. <laughs> yeah. No, up. I'm just no. I, it's just a chance for me to go on about how much I like Rick and Morty and how I am <laughs> hard as hell for the third season. <laughs> 
it's a really good like, for you. It's a really clever show, and the humor is awesome. The show, it's it's, yeah, it's I mean, if you have been watching watching yeah. Rick and Morty, I mean, the they, the third season premiere they screened it on April's Fools online. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if if you missed it and you've watched the first two seasons, the the payoff for the uh, season three uh, starter is absolutely beautiful. It's it, it's wonderful. Because Rip once again proving he is an awesome and also terrible, terrible human being. <laughs> uh, just as a random tangent, everybody, if you can hear that high pitched noise in the background, it's from the building next door to us, so we can't do anything about the it. The building's actually a giant Hoover, so. <laughs> so, so if you can hear that, I'm sorry, I, I can't do anything about it. I think they had a fire alarm earlier. Oh, when did he not have a fire, fire alarm or party alarm? Yeah. <laughs> Some might say, when do I not have a fire alarm in my building? Seeing as I've missed the last two, and in theory, I should be dead. Yeah, I'm. Oh. Um, 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 Gonna move away from that and just go. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the third season of Rick and Morty. Yeah. When does it debut, Keith? End of July, I think. Rick and Morty. Oh, hundred years, Rick and Morty. You're, you're, so, you're so looking forward to it. Jeremy, hundred years. Well, you need to do a Rick and Morty impression. I can't do it. Morty. Morty. <laughs> Morty. I don't even know. I think it's the third or fourth episode of the third season I'm looking forward to most because they released a behind-the-scenes video where the. The uh, much to my shame, I've forgotten his name. Oh, the you're doing good in the topic. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, the actor. Well, he, he's, he's both the cre- he's both one of the creators and of... does the voices. Yeah, so. yeah no, that's what's frustrating because I was like, like I'm and then I'm like, I'm wrong because it's the other one. But yeah, they they they're doing an episode where they needed Rick to sound even more uh, pissed <laughs> out of his gourd than usual. So during the recording session, which they had some behind the scenes footage of, he's there banging back shots of tequila. Oh, amazing! <laughs> and he's there recording the lines and. And the uh, person in the booth is like, yeah, we got it, we got it. And he's like, no, I think we should do one more time. I'm going to have another yeah. shot of tequila. Like, you don't need any more. And she's just like, oh, God. As he just downs it. And he's like, right, let's do it one more time. the episode of Gazarp And it's like, he ad-libbed like, the whole oh, well, the, the efforts. Yeah. Well, in both season one and season two, they have the uh, ad-lib episodes oh, based amazing. on the TV shows. But yeah, it's like... I think it's the first one where it's the trailer for Two Brothers. Yeah, and it's like yeah. a really long title and it just keeps going. It's so good. It really good. So, Keith. Yes. Uh, you made me watch one episode a while back. I thought it was alright. Um, I need to give. I think I. I think was it the first step? Yeah, that was the mistake. Because oh. I've learned since then the best way to introduce Rick and Morty to introduce Rick and Morty to people is curated episodes. There's a couple of yeah, ones later in the season. I got into Because the first episode, especially once you've seen the rest of the season, is. Yeah. You can tell how underdeveloped it is compared to the rest. It's so. like the, it's the pilot kind of thing. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple I would like to show you, and if okay. you're still not fussed after that, then I'll leave it alone. Okay. But yeah. I, well, what I was going to say was, for anyone listening to this who may also not be either familiar or hasn't watched any of it, what would your elevator pitch for Rick and Morty be? Imagine, imagine Doc Brown and... From Back uh, to the Future. From Back to the Future <laughs> and... Uh, Michael J. Fox, whose character name? Ma- Marty Marty. Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine an animated show based around those two, except Doc Brown is an alcoholic, substance-abusing misanthrope who uh, goes through the multiverse, just ruining everybody's day in the furtherment of his own scientific plans. And that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah. But don't watch Back to the Future, the animated series, though, because you'll be watching the wrong show. Then. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. So, next topic. Oh, are you picking one? Yeah, because then I can just leave the box with you guys. Oh, okay. So, 
I've oh, been done out of questions there. Oh, okay, well, we're all bugging now, so talk about Fooly Cooly for half an hour submitted by Chris. <laughs> Wait, which Chris? I know which Chris. Chris. It's Chris that we know. Oh, it's a Chris we know. I know many Chris. Chris. It, it, it's, it is events manager Chris. There you just, go. Chris to the B round. Do you think we could just like do a beep and then that's like no, no, that it's half okay. an hour? It's, it's, it's okay. I'm seeing him later. I'll talk to him for 30 minutes about it to his face. So we can, but yeah, I will say how much I like. Are you, are you just about to, are you, do you want me just to edit it off? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I will say how much I like it though. Uh, it's really cool. I'm not going to talk about it for 30 minutes because. That was one of the announcements at Anime Expo. Oh, mm, so looking yeah. forward to it. So looking forward to the new it's stuff. Did you see the uh, trailer yet? Yeah, because basically just seeing Haruko on screen again, I was like, yes, yeah. I'm hoping to see some of the other characters from the yeah. original bat. I would love I to see. Saw... I would love, I'd love to see uh, Kitsurabami turn up again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought you saw some of the characters from season, like from the original back again. In it. Oh yeah, yeah, older, but like still there. Well, that, well, some of them. I'm not sure if it's older or new characters. That's what I was wondering because, like, I thought uh, I saw like one or two familiar faces grown up a bit. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see Kitsurabami again because that my. my you know what, I'm not going to say that because I don't want people finding me like shit. No, I can't even say that. No, never mind. But Wait. yeah, I said it. <laughs> Should we move on then to another topic? Yes. There you go, everyone. Yes. There was your half an hour talk on that. So, Andrew. <laughs> I believe, Andrew, there is one topic in there from you as well somewhere. So if you pick that out, that'd be quite amusing. It'd be like you're all fired. <laughs> Love, Andrew. <laughs> Just says, James Corden is a prick. <laughs> Uh, oh no, it says favourite anime dubs on the other side, sorry. I must have written that in a few seconds. Like, by, uh, by Jeremy. Oh, was it? Okay, well there you go. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Favourite anime dubs. Anime dubs. There's only one dub for anime. Full Metal Alchemist, I'll maintain it's always really, really good. Yeah, that one's good. And Dragon Ball Z, obviously. No, I'm, I'm going for a twofer on this one, because uh, my favourite, my favourite, some of my favourite dubs, uh, Evangelion and mm. Martian Success in a Desk. No, I know where this is going. <laughs> because, once you've watched, oh, right, what, yeah, if yeah. you watch the dub of Evangelion, then you watch the dub of Nadesco. It adds. I mean, Nadesco is a fantastic show on its own, anyway. Coming to Blu-ray very soon. Yes. Who who from Jeremy? From AllTheAnime.com. Can you buy it? AllTheAnime.com. Did you say AllTheAnime.com? AllTheAnime.com. I heard Jessica say. I heard Jessica say. You said it as well, Jessica. Yes. AllTheAnime.com. Continue. If you've seen the dub for, if seen, listen to the dub for Evangelion, and you listen to the dub for Nadesco, it adds so much more to it because. They're playing similar roles in this comedy show, and it's just a joy listening to them have fun. Spike Spencer, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? Oh, God, yeah, because, boy, he fucking hated Shinji by the end of that run. Uh, you don't say. Yeah, no shit. But, yeah, so that's my answer to that. I enjoyed the dub for Yuri and Ice. I haven't checked out a lot, actually. Really I think good. the humour is really good. There's a mm. lot of like little jokes that obviously wouldn't be in the... Uh, well, maybe it is in the Japanese one, but there's like little, just little quips, mm. I think, that they've thrown in, that the voice actors have thrown in, which is quite good. Um, I also really enjoyed the dub for Welcome to the NHK. That was a pretty good one. Not seen it, admittedly, but... You've not seen the show? I think you'll like it. It's pretty mm. good. It's basically about uh, Hikikomori living in his room in his uh, tiny apartment and basically too scared to go outside, but then like, there's just this whole, it's just like crazy adventures. Mm. It's pretty good. MVM released it down there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, mm. they did. Um, that dub's good as well. Mm. But the Yuri Nice one, I think the, the humour is just really good in that, so. 
from uh, from all the QCing I've done, I would say that the Durarara dub dub is really strong. Durarara dub. The dub for Durarara is actually really solid. It's really good. Takes a while to get acquainted to it after I've, say, watched the entire series in Japanese and I have to go back and QC it all in English. <laughs> it's sort of weird adjusting to the character voices, but it, it's really, really well done. What about you, Jessica? Uh, Any dubs in general? Yeah, I, I can tell you which was the weirdest and funniest one I've heard in my life. And okay. it was definitely an Angelion TV series in Portuguese. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> tell us a little bit about this. And it was so funny when there is the. I still remember there was this scene we were synchronizing, and there was this scene about the um, <coughs> synchronization between the children and the Evangelion. Mm -hmm. And so there is Misato who said, This synchronization is 0000005. That's actually a very good episode anyway, when they're living together and having to do all the dance mats. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, they have to dual fight, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, bad. I haven't gone back and watched it for years, but I recall the dub for Tenchi Muyo being okay. Oh, yes, Muyo. actually, yes. Wow. Yeah. Es es especially, especially my favourite character, oh, oh, Ryoko. MVM are releasing that on Blu-ray soon, aren't they? Yes, they are. I am so yes, glad. can't wait. Hey, the original Tenchi Muyo. Oh, oh that's actually well, yeah. Oh, they've got Ryoko's voice actress coming over the Kitacons. So. Oh, amazing! So I'm gonna if if Tony's got it by then, I'm gonna get a copy and get her to sign the shit yeah. out of that because that would be great. Do you reckon it's got the Mahoshi special on it? Is it a Mahoshi special or was it? Uh, I, I never cared much for Mahoshi. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. <laughs> so are we, we, we going to be fighting? Something? Yeah, Keith. So <laughs> the final topic for the day. Come on, partridge topic. Make it a good one. Uh, right, what have we got? Favourite movie stroke cinema experience you've had, as in a real one, not hypothetical, submitted by Elliot. Okay. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, this question is so open to abuse. <laughs> when I was at the porno thing, I was going to say, the Andy in the back of the cinema, right? Oh, oh, no. oh, no. That didn't happen. Watching Batman yeah. v Superman in 4DX was quite something. <laughs> I forgot we no we didn't watch it in 4DX. It was when it was or the D box. Yeah, it was when yeah. it was D box. Yeah. But still, you know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I got the say, D in the box. I, I didn't say a word about what you did with your D in a box in a cinema. Do you reckon that's why they changed the name of it to 4DX? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> now you've got four Ds. There you go. But uh, but that, that, that was that was good fun. Um. So favorite movie stroke cinema experience. That's a very. A general thing, but let's let's see what we can Wait. come up with for that. I think it was watching your name for me, like what was that the oh, premiere at AX? Yeah, yeah. Like sure. I've never cried more at the concept of uh, having a, like uh, being proud of someone before. Like it's like a, I like I mean honestly like it was like it was a really proud moment for me because you've been following like, Shinkai for years. <laughs> yeah, the court order has made it more difficult yeah. recently, <laughs> but. Like, I mean, like, despite the court order, I have actually had a really great time following. Like, and, like, following him in his career to date, so... To see him finally... Like, he, this was before the buzz, so this was the first time I ever... You could tell from watching at that time at AX, but it was a really special... Like, it was definitely going to be something special. It was definitely going to... To do well, and you just felt really... I, I personally got really motivated to do more with it, you know? Like, so it pushed us to go further with the film than we were... Like, not what we were going to, but... I think before we had no real, like, metric for how it was going to perform. Like, we were just really keen to, to really push as hard as we could and go somewhere somewhere new and interesting with the film, but 
yeah, like after seeing it, like it was, like that was a real coming home thing for it. That's like when you came back and told us, oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to enjoy watching this. <laughs> yes. And I did, as I tried not to burst into tears in front of the bloody yeah. uh, cinema reps to take the <laughs> facade of professionalism. <laughs> I think I think yeah when we saw when eventually your name came to the UK and we saw it with like other people and mm. just sharing the same reactions and No no face it cat. It was the moment you heard music by Radwins. <laughs> Radwins! <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 was, it was good watching it at uh, SLA again because I was I was I was sat there in the audience actually and there was somebody a couple of seats down from me in the audience just I thought they'd started laughing at just one of the more you know heartrending moments and it I kind of turned and they were just actually bawling their eyes oh, out and their friend was there <laughs> passing them hankies it was just oh, like geez. yeah we're all there we're all there all the feels um just trying to think so there were definitely been some cinema experiences where I mean like Spider-Man last night was pretty something you saw my reaction to that yeah, I was well, no, no, I'm going to go for something different because Andy yeah. already touched on your name but uh, a couple of films actually for different reasons I mean when when uh, Tron Legacy came out Jeff Massive Tron, a massive fan of Tron, and I just every moment of that film was perfection for me. It was beautiful, especially the soundtrack. Oh God, that soundtrack! That was one by Darth Punk. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wasn't the best album ever, but it was still mm. I, I, even Darth Punk's not best album. It's still a great album. Yeah, as a soundtrack, no, though, it was. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Have you? I assume you've seen the. I've uh, seen the whole thing. Yeah, I've got. I've got it's that. At so home. good. It's great. It's so good. Plus, I think the other one I really loved, even though it, it's. You know, I'm not going to say it's cheesy as hell because I loved it. The uh, the the Warcraft film, that love. I mean, I mean, I'm a huge Warcraft nerd, and I've been. You know, how can you tell if somebody's been playing Warcraft from vanilla? They will tell you. And yeah, I've been playing it since vanilla, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was just great seeing. I mean, you, Duncan Jones could have made a. Uh, could have made something that would have been a bit more commercially successful, but it wouldn't have been a Warcraft film. It was it was just sitting there and watching, and it was just Warcraft through and through. This is the game I love in film form. It's just stupid fantasy, and it was it was it was just great as having played this game for you know 12, 13 years and seeing it just realized so beautifully on the screen. It was just like oh. Even if they don't make any more, which seems likely from the looks of it, I will still have this one beautiful film. And mm. yeah, it's everything I could have hoped for. I don't know, it might go away Pacific Rim though as well. Cause like, well, yeah, well, that's, well, that's what I'm hoping, but I'm, like, I'm just going to assign the worst so and much, hope for the best. Because China made so much money from it, I'd be very surprised if Legendary don't find a deal that the structures well, of Chinese investments in it. Well, that's what I'm hoping, because down the line, because my main is a Draenei, and I just wanted them to get later on in the uh, plot so I can see a film bait with more Draenei in there. Cause... You've said lots of words, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You know, I should probably show you the Warcraft film, because you don't need to know anything about the lore, because it's like the basically the origin base story and then get into the universe. The game. That's where it I've starts. Got, I've barely got enough time to play any games. I know, I've, I've I mean, the current expansion is hands down the best full stop and I've barely touched it in months because mm. my anime overlord master just keeps it so busy. <laughs> yeah, but I know what a, what a decade. You should just take some time off for it. Like, I do have a lot of holiday accrued. I should just take... I'm, no, I am going to do that actually. I'm going to take a couple oh, no, of weeks sorry. off and just... <laughs> fucking, yes. I'm just going to uh, just catch up on the current expansion. I'll go, you know. Yeah, just literally just live off takeaway and eat, play it. I've done that. 
Um, it's not fun. It's not healthy. <laughs> uh, That's the point. I know. Uh, Jessica, any uh, any cinema experiences that stand out to you? Um, I remember when there was the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings that uh-huh. they played on theater uh, to see the third movies. Yes. Also, oh, a, big, a big marathon. Yes, yeah. the oh big my goodness. marathon. That's <laughs> a nine-hour epic. Exactly. Like to, to watch all three, the uncut version is pretty much exactly 24 hours, I think. <laughs> no, 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 three uncut versions, 12 hours. Is it 12 hours? Yeah, I've done oh, that no, before. Not 24, it might feel yeah, like sorry, 24 hours. If you watch head? all three of the <laughs> Hobbit <laughs> films and yeah. I think that's 24 hours. Films, that will be <laughs> 24, yeah. yeah. Not 24 hours, of course, it's 12. <laughs> sorry, I think you're 24. But it was great, because I remember that we geared up with coffee. <laughs> Everybody was bringing a bottle of some heavy caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And, uh, it was amazing. Thermos of coffee in one hand, catheter time. in the other. <laughs> <laughs> don't mix those up. Yeah, don't drink one over the other. The straw is not a temptation. Well, that was what I implied, but you just came out and said it. Actually. Yes, I'm saying piss is not tasty. I've just remembered another cinema experience. I don't know how to say it. Speaking of, speaking The original Mummy film, not the most recent one. <laughs> uh, when I was growing up in when I was growing up in North London went to watch it there and they had three power cuts during the film wow. <laughs> each time was when a character kissed <laughs> so it was like they're going to kiss blackout that's how powerful and then ten minutes was. later they got it back up carried on there was another kiss they got blackout. it back up <laughs> and, then, and then they carried on for a third time after ten minutes there's like sorry we're back up in a minute and right. ten minutes later it started got to the final one then I think they teased the kiss and they kind of then didn't, and then there was a blackout anyway, and we just went, oh, come on! And at the very end, there was a kiss, and we were all like, going, oh, come on, please. And then when it happened, everyone just went, yeah! He was me thinking it was like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, that bit where they're like, like, he's like, enough of that, no sloppiness! And the guy's like, I want to sing! He's going to sing, he's going to sing, no, no, none of that, stop that, none of that! Uh, so um, I think on that note we're going to be we're going to be done for, it, for for today everyone thank you very much for listening we'll be back next week with another show as we mentioned we'll be talking more about release date n- next week we will also put out the call for questions from the community so stay tuned for that probably around Tuesday or Wednesday I would say because uh, we'll be recording on our usual day next week so uh, thank you very much for listening but before we go any other business anything else anybody wants to make mention of so to all our listeners see you later mm. you know who you are go on <laughs> alltheanime.com alltheanime.com <laughs> yeah. and uh, watch for your name trailer for music by Radwimps Radwimps all caps are you getting paid by Radwimps to promote music by am I getting paid by music by Radwimps no <laughs> um, don't be Radwimps ridiculous yeah <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I Radwimps think that you're, you're, you're taking this too far, Ken, suggesting that I'm, like, I don't know. Oh, you Radwimp. I've got to go and take a big morty. That's my new name for taking a shit now. Having a big morty. Podcast title sorted, bigger. <laughs> taking oh, a, no. was it, having a big morty. Yeah. On that note, everybody, thank you very much for listening. From Team Anime Limited, signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Radwimps. Bye. Radwimps. 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 Oh. Pardon me. Sorry. Perfect.